stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by a special guest. It's his very first Market Edge podcast, and I just discovered his very first podcast ever. Zach's product manager, Derek Kaplan, is joining us. Welcome, Derek. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, we're talking about a topic that he knows better than I believe anyone here at Zach's, and so I had to have him on for this episode, and it's about the travel industry and the travel stocks because... I've been getting asked questions by listeners to um, do a, a whole show on the travel stocks. I've never actually done one on, I don't think, on all the like goings on about what's happening in travel. So this will be good because it is an area that I like as well. And both Derek and I have stopped in the kitchen and chatted about various trips and things. And so I thought he's a good person to ask kind of about like what's going on out there and what he sees when he's out traveling, like what resources is he using? And um, maybe that translates into being a stock owner in some of these kind of travel related companies. So let's start off with that kind of question, Derek. So you've traveled a lot like globally. Do you use any of the like online like travel guides. Let's start with like TripAdvisor. Do you use TripAdvisor to plan any of your trips to look for like hotels on there or to like, you know, even just they have a restaurant section and an entertainment now. They have a big section on um, like where you can book like a trip if you want to like take a boat ride for the day or whatever. <laughs> like all that stuff is on TripAdvisor. Do you use it? Yeah, actually, I'm a pretty big fan of TripAdvisor. Okay. Uh, I use it pretty much for when I'm in areas, kind of like not planning ahead, more like you can do like radius distances. So, yeah. like, oh, I'm interested in a cheap eat or maybe some local cuisine or whatever. So, yeah, I'll usually sort it down there and then go from there as opposed to like planning ahead of time to getting ideas, not as much, but for like kind of just to play it by ear. I kind of like using a TripAdvisor for that and also for um, just nearby, you know, Scenic places usually get pretty good uh, advice from there. So, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, TripAdvisor. Though it does seem to be have a lot of uh, issues, like, with, you know, open times and stuff like that. I always have to double-check okay. my stuff because I've I've run into burned. a lot of burn so many <laughs> okay. times through TripAdvisor. So I'll okay. look at something and I give an advice and then I'll go, you know, Google it and make sure that everything's working out. But yeah, I, I love TripAdvisor. Okay, me too. Sometimes I'll use TripAdvisor when I'm like at my hotel for the same reason. I'll go on the restaurant section or or it literally will be like, oh, these are what's nearby. And it's so easy. And the map is right there. And you can just walk to, oh, I feel like Chinese today. And you go out there and you can easily find it. Yeah. And usually the people who review, I'm usually, I haven't been too disappointed overall when they recommend a place. Usually it's pretty good. So that was my next question. Yeah. Do you trust the reviews? I, I usually <laughs> take with a grain of salt, but I haven't, I don't feel like I've gotten burned a lot by like open times or like closing okay. and stuff like that. That's or not tough. there. Like that happens a lot. But yeah. as far as like being that disappointed in a place that's highly recommended, no, I found some really great places okay. off TripAdvisor that I don't think I'd find. You know, anywhere else. Have you ever booked a tour, like a ghost tour or like uh, whatever yeah, else on TripAdvisor? No, no? no, okay. I haven't done that. What before. about hotels? Have you ever booked a hotel at all on there? Through TripAdvisor? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like 
for that, their prices seem a little too too high. Like they're inflated, okay. especially their tours. Uh, usually, I get a, ideas from there, but then I'll okay. always go to Google and do like a search for the same tour, and you usually can find it for like cheaper. at least twenty percent. Yeah, definitely. Cheaper. That's not what TripAdvisor wants. To hear. I know, <laughs> but this is good <laughs> but feedback. But yeah. yes, yes, I I've only I've booked a few like basic tours on there before. Um, if they were having a special deal or something, but I gen- usually go to the operator's website too. Yeah, because the prices are, you can tell that they're so inflated. Yeah. Have you ever used the forums on there? The TripAdvisor forums? Yeah. I definitely okay. have used, I've never really posted on there. Okay. But for, usually it comes up a lot of times when you're like searching on stuff, Google obviously, because it's so, so vast. Like, yeah. They'll come up a lot. So yes, they do. I definitely go through the the forums there. Okay. Have you been on since they've redesigned the website? I have not. Okay, because they did launch a new website and you know how people get all traumatized when, yeah. when some site they use a light lot launches. And they've added in a kind of an intriguing um it's like a social media feed in there. So if you were to go to say the Chicago uh site on there, the city of Chicago. It'll have the usual up at the top where you can look at the restaurants, the hotels, the little buttons. And then below it, it'll have all the people who have posted on Chicago with like their name and like you can go click on there and they have their own kind of like a Twitter feed or Facebook feed on there. And you can go and see what else they're saying about Chicago or whatever else they're posting on. And it highlights people who have like expertise, who've posted a lot about a certain location. And some of them are like travel bloggers. Some are like National Geographic or Travel and Leisure Magazine or like, a you know, a, an actual media company. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you can look and see what else, like I was saying, that those people have posted on. You can actually follow those people. Like if you're like, oh, I really like whoever this is uh-huh. and what kind of content they're giving, I can now follow them on TripAdvisor. They haven't done anything like that for their mobile, have they? Because I used their mobile like two um, months ago. I don't remember seeing But just launched in the uh, last couple launched. of weeks. Huh. So I can't remember. I think it is on the mobile now. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know So about you should that. check that out. Yeah. And I, I think it's good that they're getting into the social social area because there is a lot of content being generated by like the travel bloggers out there. And if I can find it on TripAdvisor, that means I stay on TripAdvisor. Yeah, like that's on the true. Site. But it seems like it could be more geared towards the positive though, right? I kind of... I don't know. It's it's very new. Like some of the people I followed and it gives you when you first sign on um, after if you have an account, which I do, yeah. you must too. Um, then it, it tells you, you might want to follow these people. And it gives you recommendations to start off if you haven't signed on on there since they've launched it. So it gave me some weirder ones. <laughs> I have to say, like Business Insider was one of the ones recommended. And yes, they make a lot of content about travel. But I was like, no, I don't want to follow Business yeah. Insider on here. But it gave me Travel and Leisure, you know, all the magazines that are creating content like Fromers, I think was on there. Um, and then it gave me some some bloggers based on whatever their algorithm is saying. Like she goes to these cities, she might be interested in these people, and then I could follow them. It, yes or no? You just could check and say yes, I want to follow these people. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So I, yeah, I, I kind of what I do like about TripAdvisor though is that it has like mass reviews, you know. So I don't. They I, kept I'm that. Like they still have sometimes that sometimes just to trust one person's review or even a few people. Right. So like I usually want like. 50 or 100 people saying, you know, it's pretty good before. I, I don't know. I just don't trust one, yes. one person. So no, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Okay, so that was TripAdvisor. I took a look at that stock. I used to own TripAdvisor. And then I sold it because it was like, it just, it was not good. And it, before this like site uh, read launch. Um, I felt like they were kind of struggling to compete against like Expedia and Priceline and some of these other ones on hotels. Now they seem to be getting their act together, but I missed the whole upside <laughs> because these shares are up huge this year, up 79% year to date because they were pretty depressed. And people really love like the story that's going on over there. Over the last three months, they're still up 22, which the market's been kind of iffy. So that's pretty strong. And earnings growth this year, big up 69%, but next year up about 8%. So PE of 35, it's a little pricey here, I feel, um, given this move that it's had. So I'm, I'm still on the sidelines, but... Yeah, it, that's pretty interesting just because even... I haven't checked out the new app, but up until this point, it seems like it's been pretty like... Their app hasn't even... Pro, like, they haven't really changed much for years. Right, they didn't until yeah. this new launch of the social media thing. You should go on there. Anyone else who has not gone on the TripAdvisor, you should go check it out. Yeah. It actually is kind of exciting. Definitely will check it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the other ones that we just mentioned that are kind of com competition here, like the booking as it's called now, Booking mm -hmm. Holdings, which is the old Priceline, but Priceline is still one of their companies. But Booking.com is their big their big hotel generator for Priceline now. And then Expedia, um, Booking's ticker is BKNG now, the old Priceline. Expedia is EXPE now. And do you use any of those? I have in the past. Okay. Uh, usually when I'm looking for stuff, I'll go to Booking.com, Expedia, Okay. Google Flights, just but you, I'll check out tons of sites. Tons so. of them. Okay. I think that's common for most travelers that they shop around. Yeah. I found some good deals on Expedia, but it seems like I probably haven't used it in like a couple of years. Okay. So I was an original, I will reveal this. I was kind of an original user of Expedia because I was living in Silicon Valley when they launched. And it was like a dot-com thing. Like, oh, you can now book travel online. It was like this new thing with Priceline. But I I signed up first for Expedia, and then I never unsigned. Like, I have been almost 20 years, I guess. Oh, really? A, a, a person, you know, a user for 20 years. And so I still do go back on, and I still have booked recent trips through Expedia, and I will check it, but I will check some other sites as well. But I am kind of loyal. And I guess feel I should like they offer that. pretty competitive uh, yeah. Um, yes. And I feel like they do pretty good if you're doing a package deal, not just the hotel. Yeah, I don't do packages as much. Okay. That's probably why I haven't used them in yeah. a while. Yeah, because they have a lot of exposure to pretty good airlines on there now for the good packages and the ones that I like to fly, I feel. Um, although I don't believe like Southwest is on there. Southwest does its own thing. Yeah, Southwest isn't really on any. No. Like, and so like that's that. another like little side thing for anyone to know, like if you put yeah. it into like kayak, which is owned by Priceline and booking, I believe kayak.com to find like flights, Southwest won't appear in there. So you're not getting all your options necessarily. That is true. <laughs> Just another point. That's why you have to go to multiple of these yeah. things. No, definitely. Um, okay. So I took a look at those stocks too. I do own booking.com in my own portfolio, which is kind of ironic because I don't, don't use, use that one, that but I do like them. And, um, I did like when they bought kayak and some other things, but those shares haven't been super volatile this year, but they haven't gone anywhere either. Uh, over the last three months, they're down just 1.3%. And then the last month down 2.9, but year to date, they're up about 4%. So kind of flat. Flat to not much, but in this market, that's not bad. 
Still double-digit earnings growth expected. This year, 16%. Next year, 13%. And the sales growth still expected to be almost 12% for next year. That's pretty impressive because they've been around now 20 years. So they're still growing the double digits. Um, But this is one of those expensive stocks. So people are always like, Tracy, we can't buy this one because it's $1,800. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. You could maybe try to dollar cost average into it in some of the the um, apps. I don't know. You'd have to check some of the apps that allow you to yeah, buy partial that. shares. Mm-hmm. You might be able to buy into this one, but yeah, the the actual price of the stock is high. The PE is at 20. So not super expensive for this one, but not real cheap either. And then I took a look at Expedia. They actually pay a dividend. They're the only ones out of these three that we've talked about so far that pay a dividend. 1.1% you get there. So yeah. at least it's something. PE is 21. So similar to booking. Uh, earnings growth this year, 31%, and then next year, another 18%, so a little bit higher growth. And then this is another one that hasn't been doing much this year. Year-to-date, the shares are down just one3 so that's not too that. awful for a growth stock. And then over the last month, one9 so that's, again, not too awful. It's just kind of sitting there yeah. waiting. Um, but given the market yeah, conditions, pretty, pretty not common. bad. <laughs> Yeah, so I kind of like Expedia. And one thing I have noticed that they've been doing recently is that they're adding a lot of apartments. So when you do the deals, like the the packages, I'm not sure if they do it with the hotels alone. I'm sure they do. But say you put in like New Orleans um, and you're looking on there, it'll give you all the normal hotels that you would normally see. And then there's like these apartments suddenly on there in regular apartment buildings. But it's not like a VRBO, really. You could mm-hmm. you could do it for the night like an apart like a hotel room. And so I guess there's these com- some companies in some cities that have been buying units in condo buildings, in condo and buildings. now they're listing them on Expedia. So and I, I don't know how you get the key or any of that stuff or how that works well, that's exactly, or if maybe someone at, at like a front desk at these buildings lets you in or what, but I've noticed those are on there. And I feel like that is these companies reacting to Airbnb that's out there and that's has taken quite a big market share. So yeah, definitely. do you use Airbnb? Yeah, travel? I use Airbnb. Yeah. Okay. Like so you do like it? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. And do you consider it, you, you must, an alternative to the hotel then? Oh yeah. I mean, you For usually sure. get much better deals on Airbnb. Okay. You that's what own, I've heard. Yeah. Your own place, uh, usually a better location. Um, do you have any cheaper. horror stories to tell us? No, actually, you don't? My, usually Airbnbs, they have pretty good uh, okay. review systems for the the host or whatever. Yeah, so usually yeah. I make sure that the host has a pretty good rating. And like for those type of things, I don't want to like cheap out too much, like okay. with bed bugs or anything like <laughs> right, that. Right, right. So, no, I, I love Airbnb. And okay. usually um, I've had a few where like the hosts have actually been pretty like friendly towards me and stuff. Yeah. And, like even like cooked me food and done stuff like that. Wow. It's usually kind of a bonus, but yeah. it all depends. But Well, yeah. that's the whole purpose that they originally started out to kind of be. Yeah, but it doesn't really ha- happen like that. No. <laughs> it's pretty no. rare. I feel like the Airbnb model has moved away from sharing like a room in someone's apartment, like a two-bedroom apartment, and you're renting out just the bedroom for the night or whatever, yeah. to, oh, here's my whole apartment. Yeah. No, I don't I've, know. O- I've only done like, yeah, like, I think they both no. have. Both, but it just okay. depends. Like in the more expensive cities, you yeah. know, you'll find uh, a lot of people like sharing rooms. I think even in Chicago, every once in a while, I look around, like a lot of people actually have uh, some good friends. They have like a four bedroom place 
over by my area, which is a little up north. And okay. they actually rent out a, a room in their Airbnb and they have like, wow. I'd say at least every week they're renting it out. Wow. What neighborhood? Uh, it's in like Buena Park. Okay. So do they interact with their people? Yeah, they definitely do. Oh, they do? do? Yeah. <laughs> do they cook them meals? Do you give them like tips? Hey, you should be cooking for these people. No, I, I mean, I try to tell them like, you know, <laughs> give them good advice and stuff, but I, I would never tell them to, right. to cook for these people. Wow. So. Well, that's, that's, that's interesting because that's not just for those who are listening. Buena Park is not like right in the downtown near the museums yeah, or anything. So people are willing to stay. It's a lovely neighborhood with vintage buildings and whatnot and good restaurants and things, but... You wouldn't necessarily think someone would be renting. Yeah, Airbnb. it's close to the train line. And I'm sure it's a pretty, pretty cheap deal. Okay. So if Airbnb, and I'm saying this with if, if they go public, would that be a kind of stock you would be interested in buying? Oh, definitely. Okay. Because yeah. I, I think everybody's waiting and anticipating for the Airbnb And it IPO. seems like at least, I don't know, it seems like they have a pretty good hold on that market. You know, oh, there's yeah. people who try to come in, but it really, they haven't done no. Even when you're talking about XP, like trying to compete, like right. no one's really broken into that area like they have. So no, yeah. I definitely like how they kind of, I feel like they have that market pretty cornered right now. Okay. Well, that's something that we're going to be watching into 2019 because um, Uber and Lyft apparently have filed yeah. for confidential IPOs now. So that's if they're doing it, yeah, we might see Airbnb <laughs> trying to rush into that Jump space. In that yeah. So we'll see. Um, okay. Let's switch gears a little bit because we talked about this a little bit before we went on the air. What about cruises? Have you ever been on one? When I was younger, I went on a whole bunch with my family. Okay. But nowadays, I'm not the biggest fan. Even the river cruises? I've never done a river cruise Me before. neither. Does it intrigue you then? I, I think once I'd like to do it. Okay. It just depends what type of locales you stop off at. Yeah. You know, if it's some interesting stuff, I definitely... Okay. Uh, would be interested in doing it, but I've never, until you mention it, it's never really even crossed my mind. Okay. But it does. I mean, it sounds exciting and different. So. Oh yeah. They're trying to reach out to a broader audience now with the river cruises and oh, like really? smaller boats and they're trying to add experiences to the, to the experience. <laughs> so they have some of the river cruises have like history cruises. Obviously there's like the wine ones. There's like food ones that are like, so where you dock, then they take you to the winery off, you know, once you're on land and things like that. So that could be intriguing, I feel. Yeah, no, I'd definitely be interested in doing one of those. Okay. I've never done one of the big cruise ships yet. Oh, you though. haven't? No. Yeah. I've kind of stayed away from I that. think that's a good idea, truthfully. <laughs> yeah, I went in like three or four when I was younger with my family. I was yeah. never a fan. And when I'm like uh, traveling... Uh, I, I don't know. I really hate when those big cruise ships come into Me like too. the dock and right. like all the tours flock in and they're only there for like a few hours. Three hours. Yeah, or three something. hours. I'm like, yeah. how, do you, how do you even get the feel for the city? I, I don't, don't know. It just really it, it kind of uh, annoys me. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I want to be one of those people, but I understand okay. the convenience, you know, yes. the convenience oh, yeah. for those people. Like, I understand sure. where they're coming from, but yeah. it's just not my cup of tea. Okay. There are a couple stocks you can buy if you are interested in the cruises, though. And I have owned some of these. So my favorite is Royal Caribbean mm -hmm. because I like their routes and 
while they're big in the Caribbean, they have big presence in Europe. And I like what they're doing over there. And they've really expanded over in Asia because the big cruise ships are big in like China and with the Asian travelers. So Royal Caribbean is pretty cheap right now. I used to own it in the value investor portfolio, but then we sold it a while ago. I want to say well over a year ago, but um, it's back to the cheapness again. So the PE is just 11.8 and it's supposed to have double digit earnings growth this year. Oh, really? Yeah. 17% in 2018, another 11% in 2019 because the global... I mean, yeah, the economy is doing good. Yeah. Everyone's traveling extra money. Yeah. Exactly. You want to travel. The fuel prices were going up again. People are getting a little nervous about the cruise stocks because of that, because it is a big expense for them. But now crude has come back down suddenly. So I think that's not quite as bad of a fear. But these shares are down 12.9% um, year to date oh. and getting a little bit... Most of it has been in the last three months because they're down 14% in the last three months. So they're kind of joining in with a little bit of the sell-off. But as people are nervous about, oh, there's a recession coming or whatever yeah. their fears are about the recession, the, the travel stocks yeah, are- won't be taking cruises. <laughs> right, exactly. The travel stocks are always the first to go. Like people are like, don't want to own those because you won't take the vacation. You won't buy the timeshare. Um, you know, things tighten up and these like uh, extra luxury things get tossed out the window. For sure. So that's something to keep in mind if you are interested in the travel stocks with this kind of market volatility we're seeing. It could get a little rough here. Now, another cruise ship uh, company you could buy is Norwegian. That ticker is NCLH. That has a PE of just 9.8. So that one, too, is down year to date around the same, about 14% year to date. But um, earnings growth, 22% this year, but next year, analysts so far are only seeing 5.7. So oh, wow. looking at a little bit of yeah. weakness for next year. Um, okay, so let's talk about another side of things. And I have found a company that actually is publicly traded in this area, Train Travel. Oh, really? Um, so yes, I know. Surprisingly, <laughs> this is a company I like, but... I can't afford to stay in any of his properties right now, but Belmond is the company and its ticker is BEL. This is the luxury side and they have uh, basically world famous hotels around the world. I think they have like 46 properties now, but they also run some cruises actually, some of which are very intriguing in Asia. But the thing that I really like about them are they do the trains and they run the Orient Express in Europe. Oh, exciting. So that's exciting. But another one that I wanted to ask you if you've ever been on, they also run the Machu Picchu Belmond Hiram Bingham train line that goes up to Machu Picchu. Never done it. Have you ever been to Machu no, Picchu? No, not yet. Okay. That was my <laughs> other question. I was wondering like, hmm, I wonder if Derek has ever gone there because you've been many places around the globe. Now, is it on your bucket list? It's on my bucket list, but it's not too high up there. Okay. I don't know. It just seems like too many people. I don't know. It seems one of those areas that are way over too Over-touristed? Yeah, over-touristed. Yeah. I feel like it is too. Yeah. And so I'm kind of down Which is a shame. It, it looks beautiful, but yeah. yeah. Now, they have in Peru opened up a second location that's like Machu Picchu. It's nearby, and it is also another city up on the mountains like oh, really? that. Yeah, it's like they've Machu known Picchu light or something. Yes, but they've known about it for a long time. You could do hikes up there for years. It was limited. It was uh -huh. only like 150 people at a time could go up there. But it hasn't been excavated quite as thoroughly as Machu Picchu. And it, you actually had to do this pretty grueling hike, from what I understand, to get up there. Like, it wasn't for the... 
It wasn't for the out-of-shape people. Let's just put it that way. And so in order to move the crowds away from Machu Picchu, they built a tram that now goes up there to the second site. Wow, they're getting serious about that. Yeah, (laughs) because they know like, oh, and if they're limiting the number who can go to Machu Picchu, then they still want you to come, but just go to the other one instead. So... I, I haven't seen it, but it seems like it'd be kind of a hard sell because, you know, it's so famous that... I know. Fun. People still want to go <laughs> yeah. to the other one. They've done too well on their tourism, I'm yeah. afraid. Um, Belmond also runs another train that goes to some of the other Peru uh, colonial cities and things, not just the one to Machu Picchu, but they have several of these interesting, intriguing train lines. So I took a look at this stock because it is a Zach's rank number one right now, which is our top rank of a strong buy, yep. but uh, P is at 60 times. So it's a pretty, little pretty. <laughs> pricey for me here. And um, the luxury side, I feel like that's going to get hit pretty hard if if or when the global recession does finally get here so kind of sticking away from the luxury side but um i was intrigued by the hotels and i don't want to go into like all the big hotel chains like the hyatts or the marriott's or anything like that but there is another stock that people might find interesting that is on a smaller type chain and it's called playa hotels and resorts Ticker is P-L-Y-A, as you might expect. <laughs> and those of you who go to the Riviera Maya or Jamaica know of this company because they own um, the Royal Playa del Carmen, which is right in downtown Playa del Carmen in the Riviera Maya. And they own the Panama Jack Cancun and a couple others. Although I think the Royal is being changed to another name now. Don't quote me on that. But I thought I read on TripAdvisor <laughs> that that one is is their changing name. They also own the Hyatt Ziva Puerto Vallarta, which is on one of the neat bays right in Puerto Vallarta. And in Jamaica, they own a whole bunch of the jewel resorts there, like the Duns River Beach and the Runaway Bay, in case some of you have been there, and a couple others in also in Jamaica. So they own 20 resorts in, in these kind of hot areas mm-hmm. and Mexico and the Caribbean, a lot of strong growth yep. in the resort side. Have you ever stayed? These are all inclusive. No, I've I never, think. that's You've not never done thing. that either. No. Okay. I, I, it's too relaxing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when I get a little older, there'll be more. Okay. Money, but I, I just, when I travel, I like to go out and see places like I don't want to. Like, that makes sense. Just, hang out at the resort for a while. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. It does remind me, I have stayed at several and they do remind me of the cruise ship, but on land. Yeah. So it's the same thing, like with the drinks and yeah, you know, everything's included. Yeah, yes. it's just I don't know. It's just not my. Yes. Especially because you're eating more of the food that they, you know, I right. rather go out and eat more local food and go out and yeah, yeah it just never, never appealed to me whatsoever. But yeah. I, if I ever feel like I just really want to relax and not do anything yeah. when I travel, which I don't, but right. if I ever do that, uh, I definitely you would consider these. Consider it, yeah. Now these ones year to date down thirty nine percent because wow. it's getting hit pretty hard, but the PE is still twenty six times, so it's not real cheap here. But this was kind of like in the growth stock category, and everybody was bidding up these yeah. kinds of. Well, it's cheaper than it was, growing. right? <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. It's definitely cheaper than it was, uh, but still pretty yeah, pricey pretty there. Pricey. So um, I'm not sure I would be diving in on that one either. And one other like on the Mexico angle that. A stock that I've talked about before when I've talked about the travel stocks just in articles in the past is some of the airports are publicly traded, strangely. And most people don't know about these stocks, but 
What they did was they were run by the government, all the airports in Mexico. But years ago, they decided, no, we're going to spin these off into the private sector and let them run their own and they're going to be publicly traded. So they did this and then they split up the country. Basically, they gave um, I think there's three of them that Mm -hmm. are publicly traded. There might be four, but I think it's three. And they gave like a prominent popular tourist airport to each of them so that they wouldn't have like all of the best airports in one one company yeah so the one i like the most is the one that has cancun because the airport just sees endless growth and they also have cozumel in their their grouping um they also added columbia recently because these companies are very good at what they do at running airports and so they made a big yeah, they made a big foray into Colombia, and they have Medellin in Colombia as one of their big cities. Mm-hmm. So I like that, that they got one of the bigger popular cities there. And they actually own and cooperate the San Juan Airport in Puerto Rico. Oh, I've been to that airport. Yeah, yeah. who hasn't? Almost <laughs> everybody. Nice. So nice. because if you go anywhere in the yeah. Caribbean, you have that, to connect through there. Yeah. 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 So that was successful for them for a long time, but then Hurricane Maria hit and they they did get hammered. But I I took a look at November uh, traffic there and the traffic at that airport was up 40% in November year over year because it was just so down beaten yeah. down from a year ago. The so problem is you never know when that next I know. Yeah. Come, so. But they are trying to recover there and they're on their way, it looks like. But the rest of their numbers for November are still real strong. And Mexico is is still their big market and just continues to to kill it. So Mexico domestic um travel was up ten point seven percent. International was up another five point three. So they're just seeing real good traffic still down there. So people are still vacationing right now, even even with the fears of a recession. It's still hot, I feel. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, now we'll are you are you well, yeah. Well, right. And that could change quickly because it certainly did in 2008. That's when you got some real good travel deals if you could travel during the Great Recession. Um, not not a lot of people could. Remember the staycation? Yeah. No, I definitely... Did you ever do really a staycation? Big. No, I've never done that. I, I did do a staycation during the 2008, oh, 2009. Really? Yeah. But it was kind of the end thing. Like you just stayed home and then you ate locally and... But that was it. Yeah, <laughs> or you drove doesn't... nearby. You drove to the... the the things near close because you couldn't afford to do the plane fare and all that stuff. And I do feel like the hotels and everything got real cheap, but is it just me or does it seem like things are expensive now? Oh, crazy expensive. Okay. So yeah. it's not just me. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> okay. Because every time I go to look, even places I've been before only a couple of years ago, I'm like, what, how can they charge that? Even both on airfares and in like accommodations. Yeah, definitely. No, I've noticed that through my, I mean, I go sometimes for places I've been in the past, just curious. Yeah. I look up and I'm like, wow, that they're way more expensive than it, it was in the past. So. Okay. That's what I thought. So that's something to keep in mind too. I don't know. Everybody's talking about peak earnings with the entire stock market could be peak earnings with some of these travel stocks too. Yeah. It's something to watch. I know I've been watching them. Um, Cause i I like this sector and I feel like there could be some bargains or deals there, but only, only if there's further pullback, I'm afraid to say, um, even for the stock I own, which is booking, 
booking and, you know, that's down a little bit, but it's not, it hasn't seen like, you know, a significant enough pullback, at least in that PE for me um, to add any more or do anything with that one. So, so yeah, let's recap the stocks that we've talked about today because um, I'm not sure I put all the tickers in there and some of them are pretty interesting. So we started off with TripAdvisor. We're both big fans of that stock. That ticker is TRIP. Uh, booking.com or just booking as it's called, not booking holdings is BKNG. Expedia is EXPE. Then um, the cruise lines, Royal Caribbean is RCL. Norwegian is NCLH. And then we had Belmont, if you're interested in the luxury side or if you're just a fan, how could you not be? They have like beautiful resorts. (laughs) I'm a fan Belmont, just thought you should know. Um, That ticker is B-E-L. And um, Playa Hotels and Resorts. Also, I know there's a lot of fans uh, with this uh, resort chain. That ticker is P-L-Y-A. And if you're interested in checking out the timeshares, but those have already gotten hit big time, actually. Based on what we were talking about, people are concerned about the slowing economy, even though it's not happening yet. But timeshare... Yeah, I mean, it's a long-term commitment usually. So yeah. Talking about years as opposed to... And a big, big amount of money. Yeah. So they're getting a little nervous that those contracts aren't going to hold up, although they are right now. Actually, their contract orders coming in are quite healthy, but people worried about that. And they're worried about rising interest rates because that affects uh, the timeshare contract too, because you're a lot of people take out a loan, yeah, a loan on to it. do it. So if as those rates rise, the timeshare gets more expensive too. But a lot of them are down big this year. Um, Marriott Vacations, VAC is the ticker there. That's down 46% year to date. Wow. So getting hammered. I did used to own that one in the value investor, um, but we had to sell and get out of there. PE is now 12.7. So you can see why I owned it in the value investor. And the other one is Hilton Grand Vacations, and that's 9.4 times. So even cheaper, under 10 with the PE there. Shares down 31%. I used to own that one in Insider Trader. Oh, an insider. Because some of the insiders were buying in that one because if they get really cheap, the insiders are like, no, they're nuts. Yeah. We still have good contracts. We're buying more. So, but I'm staying on the sidelines with the, with those for now those. because this market is just hammering those for for various reasons that we just talked about. So that's a lot of tickers, a lot of travel stocks. And you want to be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss a single episode because we are heading into the end of the year. And you know what that means. That means I'm going to be covering what stocks to look at in 2019. And I'm going to have John Blank, Zach's um, chief equity strategist here to talk about whether or not we are going to get a recession in 2019. We do that show every year. And so far he's been right. We haven't had one yet. So will he be right in 2019? I'm going to have him on soon. So you don't want to miss a single episode. You want to subscribe. I know it is always a good one. Um, So subscribe. So you get all of our podcasts. We are of course on Apple podcasts. You can get us there. You can also get us on SoundCloud and you'll get two for one on, on, both of those because you get the Value Investor Podcast as well. But be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.